Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music and I've got an exciting show for you today with the Statesboro Review and my guest, Stuart Mann. He and his brother Garrett are in this band together and it's just really awesome because not only do they make great music together, but they also give back to the community. Uh, Stuart started a nonprofit called I Heart Texas Arts to help struggling musicians, especially during COVID. And uh, we had me at that. As soon as I heard about that, I had to have him on the show. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy getting to know this guy. He's just got a really good soul. And so I don't want to take a lot of time. I want to get to it immediately before I do. You know, I always like to play a song for you of my own. So this is a song called... Um, it's actually a song that my husband had the idea for, and it's I Keep Falling. He said he keeps falling in love with me more and more every day. And we've been together for 30 years and still find things to sing about and love about in each other. So I'm going to share this song with you now. We'll be right back with Stuart Mann after I Keep Falling from yours truly right here at Texas Homegrown Music. The things a good Lord gives us, it just keeps getting better. Nobody gonna steal the stars my guest yay the Statesboro Review and um, talking with Stuart Mann the two brothers that are actually headline pretty much the band would you say that Stuart you and Garrett yes yeah absolutely yeah Garrett's been in the band I started the band he was he's 10 years younger than me and so I started the band in 08 and he joined in 2010 2011 so a few okay. years without him well, but it's 
it's it's amazing to be playing side by side with your brother every day. Well, absolutely. I think that is just so wonderful. And I, I love when I get to interview guys that, that are playing with their family. I just interviewed someone that, whose dad's playing bass for him, you know, yeah. and, which That's is cool. so very cool. And um, so I, I love that. And I, you don't know that much about me, but I play in a band with my husband and have been with him for 30 years playing music. So I'm That's all amazing. about the synergy behind a family up there. But it, it, sometimes, you know, it can be kind of funky, but two brothers, are, you probably don't see so much of that. But with the husband and wife, sometimes you can bring things to the stage that you're like, okay, we're going to work this out, you know? (laughs) I'll be stage left, you be stage right. Don't meet me in the middle. Exactly. Don't be getting in my space here. And, you know, what's really funny is, um, you know, I I tend to watch bands different than most people because I'm looking at what's going on on stage between the artists, especially if I know that it's a husband and wife team. I like to see what what's going on up there but well i'm excited about hearing about you and that's one of the things that i love about this show um and about the opportunity i have with reaching out to these texas artists is you know i'm a texan i was born here i was raised though you know in florida on the beach i'm I'm a hippie totally to the bones (laughs) but um but i love the fact that having played music for so many years you really don't get to know the other artists even when you're at festivals because everybody is doing their own thing and this gives me an opportunity to get to know people one-on-one and I'm really excited about learning about you and your band I've been listening to your stuff and and although you've been around for a while um I have to say I'm sorry to say that I'm not familiar with you guys but I'm gonna be more familiar with you now I really dig your sound I really dig your vibe and I think one of the major things about me with you is that um I love the fact that you started a nonprofit to help my fellow musicians. So I want to talk about that. But first, I just want you to give me a I want I would I would say an elevator pitch, but I want it to be yeah. longer than that. I'd love for you to let our listeners know who you are. Um, I know you guys are from this, uh, you know, from um, New Braunfels, New Braunfels area. But I don't really know that much about you and your family and your history of music. So give me give me something here to, to share with my listeners. Cool. Well, I'll just say like one thing that I love about doing these type of radio shows is that it's not a traditional like in a studio environment where it's kind of when we're doing radio tours for singles, when we would put them out, I felt like the answers became somewhat robotic. And I feel like when I'm doing these from the comfort of my own home, I'm able to get more real and actually like give you authentic answers that I'm thinking through while I'm, you know, while I'm talking it. Um, so I appreciate the opportunity. Um, Absolutely. Well, I, and I love that too. I I'll be honest with you. When we first started this show, we were doing the interviews in the studio and of course COVID hit and it forced us to, to, to not. And I'm, I'm not going to go back to the studio because I like reaching out to these artists in their home or sometimes I've had a couple of them in their car (laughs) on the way to a gig and a lot of them at at a venues, you know, where they're sitting in the green room. And so it's really, nice to get somebody like you said um in a comfortable place where they sure. don't feel like that it's you know it's it's being pre-done so yeah, yeah let's let's hear it yeah so i uh you know garrett and i were both athletes growing up we're 10 years apart our dad was a professional golfer garrett's a golfer i was a baseball player and um we didn't really get serious about music until we were you know uh, until i was a sophomore at a&m went to texas a&m uh, i was a sophomore I always sang. I always kind of dabbled. I have pictures of me at two and three playing guitar, um, you know, pretending to play guitar. Um, our grandfather played bass in our great grandfather's band. So that's pretty cool. Um, oh, wow. That's very cool. Yeah. So the music roots run pretty deep on that side of our family. And our gran- our great grandfather's band was uh, Amel Mann and the Blue Bonnet Ramblers. And so you'll notice okay. you start diving into our catalog I've used the Ramble theme a lot. I mean, it's, I think it, it says Ramble. One of the, our second albums, Ramble on Privilege Creek. Um, my first band was Stuart Mann and the Ramblin' Band. Um, I mean, I'm just, I love it. I love paying homage to our family where we obviously get our musical genes from, our roots from. And so we got serious about it. I, uh, you know, I, I left A&M. I moved to Nashville, uh, got a management deal, had a lot of really, really great things come together. And I was able to make a record in Nashville 
come back home, promised my mom that I would finish school. So I moved back home, moved to Austin and hit the road. Uh, I finished school, but I was, we were already playing full time. And I've, that was, you know, this is before Statesboro. And so, you know, hit the road as hard as I could, just trying to write, soak up the music scene kind of really, that was early on whenever the bands, the Texas bands, like the Robert Earls and the cross Canadian and Pat Green and Corey Morrow and all these guys, Kevin Fowler were starting to take off. And it really um, enlightened me into the scene and what Texas music could be. And one thing that what I, my biggest takeaway from that was you didn't have to fit any particular mold. It wasn't like when I lived in Nashville where you had to have a set direction and you, you had to, they had to know your label had to know how to market you and all that stuff in Texas. The beautiful thing about this scene is we're able to write whatever we want to write. And it's still Texas music. Cause we I'm born and raised here in Texas, you know? Um, so Garrett and I grew up in, well, Garrett grew up in San Antonio. We are literally brothers from another mother. <laughs> okay. So Garrett, That's okay. Yeah. So Garrett lived in San Antonio his whole life. I lived with my mom most of my life in Corpus. Um, and then I moved to San Antonio for a little bit. And then, like I said, I go off, do my thing, go to college, start playing music. Garrett's still, you know, middle school, high school. And, um, he started showing an interest, started really woodshedding on a guitar. Every time I would go to my parents' house, he'd be upstairs wailing on his electric guitar, sitting in a chair, literally like, like I'm doing sitting in a chair and I would just hear him and it threw his amp just loud as it could be. And I'd go upstairs and I'm like, keep working, bro. You're getting there. You're getting better. Keep working. And, uh, and then he joined the band and it's just been an awesome ride. I mean, we've had, we've put out three records as Statesboro in addition to three or four singles that we put out during the pandemic. Um, and having him, you know, we've, we've seen the world together. We've, we've done multiple major tours in Europe, toured, you know, uh, all over the country, uh, been to Canada a handful of times and a couple other places. And, and it's just been great. You know, it's so much fun to be able to have your brother. Like I said, like you were touching on a little bit where it's like, you have your arguments, of course, everybody, every band's going to have their days where they're tired or feeling bad, or they don't want to be around people or hung over or whatever that may be. And we'll fight. But at the end of the day, we're brothers. And I know that I've always got his back and he's always got mine. And it's been like that. Uh, for you know the 11 12 years that he's been in the band well um so we're gonna play one of your songs right now called good love and i i gotta tell you what you said is so true that i love about uh, and about me doing this show with texas musicians because i do have all genres on here for sure um probably a lot more americana than anything else but i have rock and soul and blues and country of course and um and and even western swing but what i love about texas music is what you said it's really more about the artist and it's not so much about pigeonholing them into a style because um you know texas music is all over the place and and if you start digging in deep you know the roots of our of our sounds are really based on um a plethora of things and influxes from all over but you know red dirt was started here and and, you know we have so many things that have started out of texas and i'm grateful for the artists that have decided to not feel like they have to move to nashville to get heard and be known but have decided to stay in texas where their roots are strong and just use other places for distribution and i i I hope that that's what you're going to do because i want to keep as many of our art our texas artists here on our soil i think it's important of course absolutely yeah and i think with this particular good love you playing it yeah, I'm gonna play it, and I was gonna say, I, I, you can't pigeonhole this song into just one thing. <laughs> I agree, and in fact, I, I've been telling people at our live shows that this is one of the most rock and roll songs we've ever put out, and I think one benefit, if they're not, there aren't very many from the pandemic, but one benefit of the pandemic was it allowed me to realize that we don't have to be out on the road right now backing these singles that we're putting out, so we can literally write and record whatever we want. And so it didn't feel like a follow-up to anything. It felt like, here you go. This is just us. And it's me. And, you know, I, you know, it's one of those songs that was written in like 20 or 30 minutes, which is awesome. Those are my favorite. 
<laughs> well, it's I love it. I, I I've got it on my playlist, and I've been listening to it, and it speaks to me. Of course, you know you don't know that much about me, but you, you can imagine if I tell you I'm a hippie, then I'm gonna love this song. <laughs> so yeah, right um, we're gonna play sure. "Good Love" right now. And if you guys have just tuned in, I'm talking to um, Stuart Mann of the uh, Statesboro Review. And when we come back, I want to know about that name because, especially since you said you were talking about rambling a lot, and and I want to talk a little bit more about some of the good things that you're doing and giving back and especially um, the I Heart Texas art and uh, so we'll be right back with Stuart Mann of the Statesboro Review right now we're going to play Good Love for you I know you're going to dig it with Stuart Mann and I I know that my listeners dig that song. Well, you said something earlier though and I can't I can't let it get past me. So your dad is a professional golfer? He was. He was prior to having kids, he was on a couple of little mini tours like the offshoots of the PJ tour. Uh just an awesome athlete. Our whole family are all athletes and so that's all we really thought about. You know, Gary and I both were so focused heavily into sports. Um, I mean, I, what was your, what was your sport? I was a baseball player. I would have played baseball at A&M, uh, but I, I showed up in the fall and they told me, 
that I had to be, I had to start, I had to run on a Monday at like 5 a.m. And I thought it's the off season. And they said, I'll always remember the guy said, the assistant coach said, boy, this is D1 ball. There is no off season. I'm like, well, then I'm good. I think I'll pass. I'm already kind of burned out anyway. <laughs> I'll just soak up the college life, <laughs> which led me to music. I mean, Do I don't you, know. Um, like if I wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have quit playing baseball, I might've never really discovered music, you know, pursued or falling, yeah, pursued it for sure. Well, you definitely, you definitely have a gift. And I think it was probably just having you talk about your, your grandparents, your grandfather's uh, great grandfather as well. Um, It was in your, it was in your gene pool. So you just probably, you needed to follow in that, but do you play golf? I do. I do love playing golf. Awesome sports. Like, yeah, so do I. I, 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 mean, my dad I'm finding a lot of musician friends yeah. doing that. Oh, yeah, it's such an awesome sport, yep. and it's like one of the only sports you can play till you're 100 years old. So Exactly, yep. It's nice to be able I, to go I, 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 I totally agree with you on that, and and, and that, that's one of the nice things that, that George and I actually enjoyed whenever we traveled and um, went places is we'd, you know, we'd throw those golf clubs with us and go play somewhere, yeah. and it was always a lot of fun. That's perfect. So, well, um, tell me. Yeah. So tell me about um, the I Heart Texas art, because um, I'm all about helping musicians. You know, I as you probably know, um, you know, the more we get into this business, the more we realize that and especially with COVID and with what happened um, for all of our musician friends in the last few years of not being able to get out and play. There's really so many um, musicians that don't have health care. They don't have a, a, you know, 401k. Right. They don't have anything to fall back on. And there's, I just don't think there's enough out there because I, I can tell you this. I, I know that music is very vital to our world and to, to our well-being. And I love that you saw the need and, and decided to do something. Tell me how that started and what, what you're doing. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the pandemic hits and um, real quickly, every show gets canceled for everyone, all of my friends, all my musician friends. Uh, and now as a front man, you know, it was pretty easy for me to just hop on a Zoom call or get on a FaceTime and play songs for people, which was amazing that people, I was so overwhelmed with the support um, from from fans and friends and family all over the place, all over the country, all over the world that were throwing us a couple hundred bucks to jump on a, a 30 minute zoom and play them some songs because they knew that that was our livelihood and that we weren't able to have, we had zero income coming in. And so I, I realized real quickly, it was a selfish thought initially, which was like, Oh my God, how am I going to survive? And then after I realized that I could do that, it then turned to, well, God, what about all the other players that are because a drummer or a bass player aren't going to be hired to play a zoom or a FaceTime call. And so I thought, okay, what can I do? Big picture. What can I do for my musician friends that are out of work? My initial idea is, is pretty hilarious. It, it worked for a little bit. Um, I started a thing called hear. rockstar, lawn, <laughs> rockstar lawn care. And what it was, was you could okay. text a number and musicians would actually come and mow your grass. And so that was a great wow. idea in theory. However, <laughs> I realized pretty quickly that musicians don't necessarily like doing manual labor. <laughs> and so I reached out, I got a, I got a text from somebody in like Minnesota or somewhere. And they're like, need my grass mode. And I'm like, cool. Let me reach out to my musician friends in Minneapolis or wherever. And I text like 20 people and nobody got back to me. And I thought, I don't think this is going to go very far. So then uh, I thought, okay, what's an easier way to have something happen? What can I do? And I thought, well, we have this song that we had recorded, Center Saint SOB. We had recorded that song uh, pre-pandemic. And Wade Bowen had sang on it, good friend of ours, great guy, love him to death, um, super talented. And so he came in and we recorded it and it was just sitting there. We call that in, in, in the music world, we call it having it in the can. Yeah, in the it was can. already done. We had these, yeah. yeah, in the can, we had these songs that we weren't, had no intention of doing anything with. And I thought, well, why don't we put out one of those songs and have all the proceeds go to musicians that are out of work. And, um, and Raiden, Wandy, uh, Wade and Randy. <laughs> yeah. They had that hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> yeah. They had that they had an album getting ready to come out. And I thought, well, you know, that's going to mess up their stuff. You, you know how it is in this business. If you are, at the yeah, timing, you often, do it right. putting, it's all about timing and you've got to really be 
strategic with when you're putting stuff out. And so I thought, well, that might not work, but let me text Wade and just, you know, see what he said. And I said, Hey man, this is what I'm thinking about doing, thinking about starting a nonprofit. Um, and I want all the proceeds from center Saint to go to musicians that are out of work. I said, I know you have an album coming out pretty soon. So I wanted to check with you before I put it out. And he said, go for it. I don't care if you're going to help people go for it, which is shows you his heart. Um, yeah. Wade's a good guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. One of the best. And so we, we put out the song overwhelming response to it. So much support. And we were able to pay for, I remember the first guy for sure. We, we paid for like utility bills. Uh, we paid car payments. We paid this, this, the very first one was a single father, full-time musician, uh, and he was obviously out of work from the Houston area. And I remember he reached out to the to the email. We have, we have an email address that's on the website. And he reached out and he said, hey, I don't know you guys, but this is my situation right now. And I literally can't afford my rent. And so we were able to raise enough money to pay for a month of his rent, which was so awesome. You know, it felt so good to – we've always done – charity events and benefits and all that. But this is like next level. This is like literally no hope for, for this guy, particularly in a lot of the folks that we helped out. And so, uh, so yeah, just really blown away by the support for the song, able to help turn it around and give back to, uh, you know, music is a life. It's my life. It's been my life for 20 years. And so to be able to help my musical brothers and sisters survive during a pandemic, it, you know, it, it just, you know, it, it definitely helped helped me get through the pandemic is what it did. You know, like it helped me to be able to absolutely think of ways that I can help other people. You know, that really helped me get through the pandemic because I had something to live for. You know, I'm like, okay, I got to stay on it. I got to promote this song because the proceeds are going to go to my musician friends that are out of work. And so, uh, so yeah, it was amazing. And it was great to help out. And, and it was so nice of Wade to, to uh, give us the green light on Twitter. Well, and, and, you know, life, our journey here is relational. It's about relationships that we, you know, that we uh, have with one another. And like you said, when you get to go in and be a part of someone's intimate world, which, you know, that's what you do when you go into their home. And um, it's the, you know, it's like an opportunity that we don't get as an artist on stage. Right, like you said, sure. and and I love that, and I and and you know what? When you get a fan like that, they're 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 yours for life because they feel like they know you and that you know them, and um, that's a that's a really good thing. So I I tend to be the one that sees everything half full, and so I'm going to try to pull as much positivity as I can out of these last year and a half, two years, sure. and, and going forward. But I am looking forward to getting out and doing more shows, and um, you, so you don't know this, but we so my husband and I own the Guitar Sanctuary, and we also have an uh, event center, and we have shows. So I sure hope we can get you guys in sometime. Yeah. And of course, we, you know awesome. we have we have the Texas Music Revolution coming up in June with um, yeah. with a station that that my show is on, and so hopefully we can get you guys in part of that. I want to play "Live a Little" right now, and I, I think you'll you'll tell people this was probably one of your first biggest hits, was it not? With Statesboro Review. Yeah, that was our uh, maybe third single that we put out. And funny story about this song, which I tell live all the time. Garrett and I, we demoed up for that record. That was on the Ramble on Privilege Creek record, second record that we put out, um, 2013. Garrett and I and the band, we demoed up 20 songs. And the idea was to send out those 20 to our label, to our publicist, uh, promoter, radio promoters, to whoever, and then we would kind of vote on the top 12 or top 10 even, or I don't remember how many we settled on. But I do know that Live a Little did not make Garrett or my list of songs that even belonged on the record, <laughs> much less a single. Shows how much we know. And so we send it out. Well, and it, was, it was on everybody's like, it was in their top five. I had so many people that were like, hey, well, hold up. Our radio promoter said, this didn't make your top 12. This is a single, dude. Like, what are you thinking? And then it became this like thing. It became a song that was put us on a lot of people's radars, which was amazing. And, and it allowed me more time to reflect on the song. Cause it's one of those songs. It's not a, it's a kind of atypical Statesboro song. Um, when I wrote it, I, it reminded me of like a Bob Seger tune in my head. And I was like, all right, cool. I dig it. It's a cool song, but it didn't fit Statesboro necessarily. It didn't fit a record. And then, I was wrong because it fits and it, people request it all the time and they love singing it. And it's became, it's become this thing where at the live shows, 
I call it the peace be with you portion of our show. Cause I get people to get up and go introduce themselves to each other and high five and fist bump and hug. And it's about loving life and not sweating. The small stuff is what it really, the song is about and just living a little love a little, you know, well, you got me on love and life because that's my motto. There we go. <laughs> that's that there we go. Said. My my foundation is called Love Life Foundation, and I'm all about it. Yeah. And because uh, I believe that you need to love life because you get out of it what you put into it. So I'm going to segue right into that song right now called Live a Little. I know you guys are going to love it. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about where you can find these cats um, in the next few months. So Live a Little with Statesboro Review. I'm Stuart Mann, I'm interviewing. And uh, uh, you're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. And we'll be right back.
Well, we're back. And I've really enjoyed talking with you, Stuart. But before we go forward, I want to hear about your kids. I know that you've got um, I know you took a little bit of time off there in in, in between life. And um, I, I'm assuming that you have been spent. You spent a lot of time with your family. I did. I have. Well, so I had several really kind of almost what I would call well, not almost catastrophic incidents that occurred. I was in a really bad car accident in 2019. Um, I, I, I didn't know if I'd ever be able to play music again, tore all, both of my labrums, my Ugh. rotator cuffs, my biceps, all from holding onto the steering wheel. Um, couldn't walk. Ugh. Like I was, I was pretty banged up, but anyway, uh, prior to that 2016, well, that was just two years bo- ago, right? Yeah. Three, three years ago, actually in like two weeks, it was the 17th, January 17th of 2019. And so coming up on three years, um, but the other thing is in 2016, I had a vocal polyp. So I had to have laser vocal polyp surgery. So I was out. I couldn't even talk um, for six months, I bet. I was out for probably six months, nine months. And then during that period of time, I had we had our first kid. So we've got a, I have a son named Conley after John Conley. Um, and then we had our uh-huh. second. Um, just, yeah, two. he's two now. Our second is Everett. He's And he's two. So he's... So they're awesome. Uh, there's nothing like being a parent. There's nothing better than being a dad. And and like you said earlier, uh, our wives, de- you know, my wife definitely appreciated me being home more over the last four years, you know, five years. And, you know, and um, and my kids, you know, likewise. And, you know, if I was on the road and, and on, in all honesty, I feel like that's kind of it, it, having children has led me to believe, you know, going through the last few years that this is what I should be doing, which is touring when you want to tour, play the shows you want to play. Don't play 300 shows a year just to say you're playing 300 shows a year, you know, like put out quality music. Don't have to make full length records and put filler songs at all. You put out, you write, record what you want to write and record and then play the shows you want to record. And, and, and in the long run, I'm a lot happier because of it. And I'm, and I'm a better parent and husband, you know, thanks to that mentality. Well, and, and, you know, I tell people all the time um, that as a musician that I know so many artists because um, I'm a lot older than you are. And I know a lot of musicians that have been doing this for a long time. And a lot of times you'll hear them talk about regrets with children that they didn't that they weren't around and they weren't they didn't parent. them. Yeah. You know, they were gone all yeah. the time. And I um, I. I I tell people all the time, I'm going to get to the end of my life and I'm not going to say, oh, I wish that I had played this gig or that gig. Um, I don't I won't be saying that. I'm going to be grateful for the fact that I have a really great relationship with all of my children and um, and that I was a part of their upbringing and I was around. And I and I know that that's that's not possible for some of them. But I I really think that we can be smarter about our our schedules and our time and be there for our kids kids on some of these monumental occasions and not not have them have to talk about their parent that's on the road all the time uh, playing music so i I applaud you to have a musician dad you know but it's not cool to not have them around and that's kind of those are they're they're my priority 100 percent my priority above and beyond anything else that i ever do in life my kids are my priority and so uh so it's nice to have i always tell people now that i lived for myself i waited to have to have kids and so um, I lived for my yes, so I lived I. selfishly for a long time, which I'm glad I got that out of the way because now I have no problem living for them as opposed to having kids early and then feeling like, oh man, I'm, you know, I, I need to do all like you're trapped, yeah, I'm trapped and I need to do all these things. I never got to go to Europe or I never got to play yeah. Green Hall or Billy Bob's or, and I'm like, cool. All right, I right. did all that stuff. Now let me just focus on my family and my kids and and write and play music and still play music and still write yeah on my turn yeah exactly (laughs) well i love that and i and i admire you for that Stuart. i did the same thing i waited i was 39 when i had my first kid so um i uh i definitely i I, and i I knew early on i was playing music and gigging every night i was like i can't have children i don't i don't live the lifestyle where i could you know be a mom so um i applaud you for that and i thank you for that well really quickly just um i want to talk about you're going to be doing some gigs here coming up you've got uh some show you've got a show in selma texas at the blue bonnet palace on january 15th and then on january 20th 
27th, you're at Dosey Doe Barbecue out in the woodlands. Um, I know that's a lot of fun. I know a lot of people that, that love playing that gig. And you're mm-hmm. going to be over in my neck of the woods at the Magnolia Motor Lounge in Fort Worth on March 5th. And you're adding new things all the time. I know you're going to be playing a lot of gigs coming up in the spring, but you're also doing a, a cruise and I want to ex- tell people about it. I've got a lot of friends that love going on these cl- cruises. I've got one friend that they live for the blues cruise every year to go, you know, yeah, out sure. um, on the water. And um, you've got one coming up in October. So I want to send people to your website. Um, tell me where they can find it the best. And it's the Statesboro Review. Yeah, it's statesbororreview.com. Um, the, the, so it's just statesbororreview.com. S-T-A-T-E-S-B-O-R-O-R-E-V-U-E.com. And all of our social handles are the same, at whatever, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Statesboro Review. And uh, it would be a perfect segue to tell you the name of the band. The reason why we're called the Statesboro Review is because my favorite band of all time are the Allman Brothers, they covered a song called Statesboro Blues. And so that's why we're states. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love the Almond Brothers. They're from, uh, you know, yeah. the Almonds are from from down where I yeah. grew up. I was born in Texas, but I grew up in Pensacola area and the, they were all from there when they were young. And so I dig their stuff for sure. Well, I sure have enjoyed having you on the show and I hope that uh, I get to see you soon. And um, thank you so much for taking the time to, to come with us. And I know everybody enjoyed getting to know you are just a sweet human and I appreciate you so thank much. You. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I look forward to hearing you soon. Thank you. So Appreciate if you've been you. listening to Statesboro Review, we're going to play Center Saint SOB with Wade Bowen. And you heard that he he put that this record out early on and gave all the money to his I Heart Texas Arts. Please go on and, um, and give money to them. They're giving back to musicians that otherwise can't pay their bills, especially during this time. And um, I thank you so much. And we'll be right back with Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas, but right now, Center Saint SOB with Statesboro Review.
So that's one of our Texas boys. His name is Jared Dickinson. I've had him on the show if you guys want to check it out. That's a song called Try Me. And um, yeah, if you go back to the podcast, you can find him. Um, and it's spelled Jared, J-A-R-R-O-D Dickinson. Good guy. Uh, he's getting ready to do a, a tour over in the UK, I saw, and uh, going to be gone for a, a month representing Texas. So have fun, Jared. Enjoy your time over there, but get back on American soil soon because we love you. Well, I really enjoyed getting to know Stuart, and what a sweet soul. And he had me at that nonprofit, I Heart Texas Arts. If you guys want to help some struggling musicians to pay their rents and, and uh, pay car payments and whatever else that they might need to keep them from feeling so lost and struggling during this COVID time, be sure to check it out. I Heart Texas Arts. And uh, and and be sure to look up the Statesboro Review. They're going to be in our area soon. And I know they're playing in Fort Worth in uh, the end of, I think, the middle of March, maybe. And um, they're going to be playing around town. So you guys check it out. Love to support local musicians and Texas artists. You know, that's what it's all about on my show. So I'm going to close the show today with a song by uh, Shaker Hymns. These guys are really good. It's a song called Yours Truly. You guys... Be sure to tune in next week. We've always got great artists for you and uh, some of them that you've not heard of and some of them that have been around for a while. So be sure to love life. You get out of it what you put into. And I want to say thanks again to our sponsors, the Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery and Burris Injury Law for making this possible. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you next time. Every day is one more reason for me to fall in love.